you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. To all football fans in the United States, around the globe, we welcome you to Good Morning Football live from London, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are kicking off the NFL's International Series, five games, three of which played right beneath the London Eye. Well, kind of, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And our set is with the backdrop of Westminster Abbey right behind us. It is fantastic. We cannot get enough of everything we have experienced thus far. And it's only Monday. We're here all week. Yeah. Guys. It's Monday, September 26th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. This is Kyle Grant. And I have a pair of Super Bowl champions to my left. Usually I just say the one and Jason McCourty. And now, and I know, just one. I had Go ahead. And then there is a two-time Super Bowl champion. You a have giant. to emphasize two times. I, I, right, and I, and I went right across you two. Yeah. Two-time Super Bowl champion. London's own O.C. Uman. What up, O.C.? Welcome, O.C. Thanks for having me. Thanks on a Monday, O.C. Yes. took the tube to get yes, here to come and fill in for one Peter Schrager, who was off being a professional yesterday on Fox's pregame show. He is on his way. Never fear. Peter Schrager will be back, but OC are here. There's no accent. There's no translation here. We're still going to do it, but we're going to do it uh, UK style. Time for the lead block. Let's go. What do you got for us? United Kingdom, do you like fundamentally sound special teams play? Well, I got a treat for you. It's 49ers Broncos. Jimmy Garoppolo, chance to be a hero with an 11 and 10, and throws it to 26 Broncos defenders, and one of them intercepts it. Jimmy had a night, guys. We have to unravel that in a minute. I know Debo is Debo, but the physics is still physics, and no matter where you are in the globe. 11 to 10, it is not a scoregami. It happened in 2008 versus the Steelers, the Chargers. But let's go to the man who just can't wait to say his catchphrase. Russell Wilson had this to say after that big win over the 49ers. Go ahead, Russ. This atmosphere felt like a playoff atmosphere. You know, that's what we need. That's what it means a lot to us as players. To obviously, go against a great team like that. We're still all learning each other. There's a whole new system and everything else. Everybody's coming together, but there's so much greatness in store, and I can't wait for it. But I'm excited because I can feel it. Even the deep ball to Jerry, almost. I mean, just everything's just that close. And once we do with our defense, how they're playing, it's, it's going to be unstoppable, I think. We've got a chance. It was a low scoring. It was a weird scoring game. This game was on in the middle of the night for us. And every time I opened my eyes to check on it, it just felt awkward the Mm -hmm. way it was being played. But Denver pulled it out in the end. Um, And I'm supposed to ask what popped from the Broncos win, but I felt like (laughs) nothing. Like, what is that question? What popped? Like, what stood out to you? Stuff popped. It did? Punts. There was was 17 of them. They popped right off the foot, up in the air. They were all over the place. This game, I mean, 10 to 11, it looked like the first quarter of a basketball basketball game, high school basketball exactly. game, where there's no shot clock, there's just no scoring. So it was kind of tough. It was 1.20 a.m. when the game started for mm-hmm. us. But what stood out to me the most 
Russell Wilson. When it matters most, he came through for his team. Fourth quarter drive, 12 plays, goes 80 yards, and we saw a little bit of the vintage Russ. Third down, he's scrambling, he's moving around. This is what we've been waiting for, but it only happened for one drive in this entire game. Him creating, him getting outside the pocket, him making plays. But that's the difference of having a guy who is capable of this. No matter what, the entire game, it's boring, there's no touchdowns really, there's no offensive scoring, but the fourth quarter, Russ finds a way to get it done and drive his team down and score a touchdown. You saw on the other side, Jimmy G wasn't able to do that before that or after that. So that was the difference, Russell Wilson finding a way to get it done late in that game. With all due respect, Go apparently, on. after you say with all due respect, you can now proceed to say the most Very disrespectful insulting. thing. Very right? insulting. Let's go. Lay it on the table. This was the most offensive, Let's go. most putrid, <laughs> most rancid display of offensive football rancid. I have seen outside of the first drive by the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> and the last drive by the Denver Broncos. These two teams were putrid. I have never seen anything like this in my entire life. Now, the San Francisco 49ers do have an excuse. The quarterback, the guy who yep. they have playing quarterback, they didn't even want there. They wanted to trade him away. But the Denver Broncos under Nathaniel Hackett have absolutely no reason for them to be performing the way they're performing. Mm. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. They should not be playing this way. Mm-hmm. No doubt You about know, it. the critics of soccer, of mm. your football, will mm. often say, there's not enough scoring, there's not enough points. 11 to 10? Like, that, they had a victory last <laughs> yes. How did they get there? And I just, I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, and you also, no offense, Jimmy, but we were told, to, we were under, to understand that Jimmy was the mature one. Jimmy was the game manager. You're not going to do these raw things that Trey Lance would do. And I feel like, you know, Jimmy has kind of an English way about him. Classic, old-fashioned, mm, and then Trey Lance okay. was this rock and roll United States having okay. tea parties and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. just trying to disrespect England, which I would never do. And then Jimmy goes and does this. Just roll. You want to know what popped from the game? This. The Jimmy Garoppolo self-safety was the thing that popped from this game. It will be talked about probably for the rest of his career. This is a life tattoo. Mm. Because, again, Jimmy is, like, is a veteran Super Bowl player. Like, and the, the thing is, this pick six would have been even worse. Two feet out of bounds, completely oblivious. And I hate to do it one time, let alone two, but... Again, you have to show Dan Orlovsky as a football fan when you do this. Dan Orlovsky just sprinting, running a 4-2-40 out of the back away from Jared Allen. And I do have to say, we go way back with Dan. He used to appear on the show, and he has a great sense of humor. He tweeted freedom. Dan, yours was still way worse, dude. I'm sorry. There's there's no freedom. There there is no taxation without representation. Allen is chasing him in his defense. I think Dan would still be running on that line. Like I I love you, Dan, but you are slightly off the hook. That's tough. Follow that. That is tough. You know what? You know why he ran out of the back of the end zone? Because the Broncos defense was picking up the slack for whatever. No, I had to do it. Denver is figuring it out right now, and we are watching it happen in real time. That Seahawks game was awkward. Week two was a little uncomfortable. The fans were trying to help the home team with the play clock. What was that? We're watching it happen in real time. And the defense, and every week, it's going to have to happen. Someone random is going to have to step up. And this weekend, it was the Denver Broncos defense. They forced three turnovers. They picked up a safety that they made run out of the end zone. One for ten. They only allowed the uh, 49ers to convert once on a third down. That's tremendous. I mean, if if your offense is going to be putrid, I think is the word that we heard earlier. Those are good words. um, There's fantastic word. And that's exactly what it was. You should be allowed to label it as that then the defense can do things like this. I mean, the safety out of the end zone. But regardless, he got mossed on that interception, and then they're chasing Jimmy Garoppolo over the place. Jimmy Garoppolo was still smiling at the end of the game after this, which I don't know what that was about. He looked <laughs> he looked down like he was giggling, like yeah. happy that it was over, I guess. But, man, good for the Broncos' defense. Someone had to step up, and I guess if I have to crown somebody, that they did it. 
Mm-hmm. They did it. Stack wins, right? The Broncos Stack are 2-1. Wins. Two That's and exactly one. it. 2-1. and one. If they get in the playoffs, it it it'll be like, remember that terrible 11-10 win we had in week mm-hmm. three? It doesn't matter. It's all that matters. Yeah. Did, you, did you just say taxation without representation? That's, that's funny, man. I, I, I'm I trying. appreciate just that. Just wait. I got all kinds of thoughts on guerrilla <laughs> warfare and all things that, that led us here. Believe me, we'll get it's there. Coming. We're going to get it's there. Um, let's put a pause on Kyle's references to the bridge between the U.K. and America at this point. And we're going to check in with Tom Pelissero. No one more American than him. He's got an update on a couple of injuries over the weekend starting with a big left tackle, Trent Williams. What's up with him? Well, Jamie, Kyle Shanahan says that Trent Williams most likely suffered a high ankle sprain in that loss to the Broncos. He was obviously in pain as he left the field limping off. High ankle sprains generally are four to six week injuries, but no two injuries are exactly alike. Obviously, Williams has played through a lot in his career. If, in fact, he does miss some time here, that's a big loss on Jimmy Garoppolo's blind side. Jalen Moore, who's made three starts in his NFL career, is the guy who took over last night against Denver. As for Patriots quarterback Mac Jones, he is also believed to have suffered a high ankle sprain on the final offensive snap in the Patriots loss to the Ravens. Another player who is clearly in pain as he left the field. X-rays negative. He will undergo an MRI today that will give him a better idea on the scope of the injury and the timeline. The Patriots, who have the Packers up this week, have two other quarterbacks on the roster. It's the veteran Brian Hoyer, who in all likelihood would start if Mac Jones misses time, and the rookie Bailey Zappi. Guys. Tom, we had an electric Bills-Dolphins game yesterday, which we're going to talk about shortly here. In the middle of it, though, we all saw Tua Tagovailoa stumble, had, had a hard time getting to his feet. He left the game. He came back in. A lot to unpack there and a lot of people talking about it. Give us the details. Well, Kyle, Tua Tungavailoa was cleared from the concussion protocol and allowed to return to that game even though he had stumbled on the field after taking a hit, appearing to hit his head on the turf, which of course raised a lot of fears that he had suffered a concussion. Now, Tua's explanation after the game and the explanation from the Dolphins was that his back had locked up earlier on a quarterback sneak, and then when he took that hit, the back went out. That's why he was struggling to be on his feet. Under the NFL, NFL LPA jointly negotiated concussion protocol. Having gross motor dysfunction is a disqualifier to return to the game if it's caused by a neurological issue. What the doctors apparently determined was that it was his back, not his brain, that caused that issue that you saw on the field. The NFL says the concussion protocol was followed, including a locker room exam that's performed not just by a team physician, but also the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant who is on hand at every game. The NFL Players Association has now initiated an investigation into the handling of that concussion check. That is something that under the collective bargaining agreement, any of the parties involved can initiate and will be investigated now and resolved jointly by the NFL Management Council and the NFLPA. Guys. Tom, thank you. Good morning, football in London. Bills, Dolphins. The Bills have won seven straight games versus the Dolphins, including a couple by more than 30 points. The Dolphins win to go to 3-0. Allen can't believe it. He's frustrated. You think he's mad? Ken Dorsey has the gift of the millennium as he smashes his surface, smashes everything in sight. And those two guys have a nice moment. A lot of respect between Tua and Josh Allen. Tua finally beats the Bills. Guys, a big shock here, 21 to 19. Maybe it shouldn't be. Here's the reaction from both quarterbacks. Roll it, please. What we believed, we believed in each other. We believed in ourselves. It might be new to a lot of the people that are, are watching, but we don't do anything more than what we're asked out there on the field, as well as practice. And that's what we do. We just trust each other, go out and uh, play football. 
we really beat ourselves tonight. Credit to them. They, they had a really good game plan. They came out and they did what they had to do. But there's, there's obviously plays that we went back, and that's going to happen over the course of every single game, this one especially. Time for today's wake-up call presented by Verizon. Now, this question feels applicable. This would be what popped from this game because that one had everything going on between Dolphins and Bills. But, Jason, what popped for you? This Dolphins defense, bend but don't break. Mm. The, the Bills offense had 90 plays, 90 plays. Miami, 39 plays. They killed them. All the offensive stats, 90 to 39 plays. Look at the yardage differential. First downs, time of possession. If you look at the stat sheet, everything about this game said the Buffalo Bills should have won the game. But the Miami Dolphins defense did not break. Bills were down there. Four tries. Four tries to score right there on like the five-yard line, and they did not let them in. This defense has showed up. They gave up a ton of yards and points versus Baltimore a week ago, but found a way to allow their offense back in the game. This one, a scorcher down in Miami. They found a way. We talked about Buffalo's offense as being a buzzsaw. They've just been ripping through their former the two opponents they played. They met the Miami Dolphins defense and they were not able to overcome them. Shout out to that Dolphins demon. Javon Holland, all of those guys, X making plays. I agree with you, but I must say I'm going to point specifically to the Miami defensive line. They uh -huh. overwhelmed the Buffalo Bills offensively. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They ran through that offensive line the same way Diego Maradona did against England mm. in the 86 World Cup. Very good. Now, I know you guys are going to be here for a while. Do not use that line outside of here. Okay. It won't okay. end well for Is that you. Right? They don't like okay. that out here okay. at all. Okay. Anyway, the Miami Dolphins, Emmanuel Ogba, seven quarterback pressures. Melvin Ingram, five quarterback pressures, two quarterback sacks. They were all over Josh Allen. They had a fantastic game. They dominated the football game. Melvin Ingram, that rarity that wears nothing on the arms, right? Nothing. He just goes crazy yep. for it. Yep. I, I've never said in my career, I don't think any of us have, the Miami Dolphins are the biggest story in the league. Mm -hmm. They are the number one story. They are 3-0, and and it's awesome. I don't know in my lifetime if the Dolphins have ever been the biggest story in the league. You'd have to go back to Marino, Ace Ventura. I'm not even kidding. Like yeah. that is that the biggest they've been since the Pet Detective? They're 3-0. and They're fresh. They're cool. They're fun. I do not think they're the best team in the league, but I think they just beat the best team in the league, mm -hmm. and that matters. Here's the facts. Mike McDaniel, to start his coaching career, has blown the doors off Bill Belichick, has had a massive comeback against John Harbaugh, and then just beat everybody's Super Bowl pick. That's all he's done. 3-0. and And everyone was saying, yeah, the Dolphins are intriguing, but I don't know, those first three games, that might be tough. No, no, no. 3-0. and And let me just say one thing to the Bills Mafia. I understand you were without a lot of players and it really made a difference, especially both safeties. I understand it was very hot and there were some things you did wrong. Take the loss, all right? Don't, don't, don't whine and complain and blame weather and a fish. Take the loss. Take the medicine, take the pain, bounce back from it, be a better fan base than to sit there in the morning and say, whoa, 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 whoa. It's fine. We all know that you were missing players. We know. You don't have to whine about it. Give the Miami Dolphins their credit. They made more plays at the end of the game. There were a couple of teams, and the Broncos were one yesterday, that I just feel like are learning how to win, and the Dolphins are also doing it right in front of us. Last week, I complimented Tua Tungavailoa for just looking cool as a cucumber mm -hmm. in that comeback win against the Ravens in Baltimore. And you know who gets the cool as a cucumber award this week? It's mm -hmm. Mike McDaniel. Mm -hmm. He just looks like, let me just hold my remote control here and press all the right buttons to play the right way and in, in this offense that is brand new to everybody and he is just getting things out of Tua Tango Viola that we had not seen before at the NFL level and he's doing it by only throwing to Tyree Kill for 33 yards mm -hmm. in this game. Mm -hmm. That is so not the equation we right. thought we were going to see out of a Dolphins win and yet here they are. Also, if you said the Bills offense is a buzzsaw, they had the ball for 40 minutes yesterday and this is how this game went. Credit to the Dolphins left and right. My shirt. Super bad McLovin, yeah. but instead 
You got my guy, Mike McDaniel. You, you talked about super cool. I got connections. You got a guy. You, you want one was super bad. You, you should have seen Jason you. change during the commercial break. This guy took his shirt off. Oh, you look good, man. <laughs> Are you bar. kidding me? Everything was above bar. I mean, Jason's in shape. <laughs> I try Next. to be. Sheep. You know yeah. who else is in shape? Who? Aaron Rodgers. Talk about Tom it. Brady. Are you on the same Let's method as Rodgers? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. They love tea in London, everybody. Goat versus goat. Who would be the victor? Packers win 14 to 12. The Rams got to play their first two games at home. Now they're on the road. They're six. And under Sean McVay opening on the road. Rams would go on to win this one 20 to 12. Aaron Donald, fastest player to 100 sacks in the NFL in NFL history. A monster. And how about these Eagles? How about the Eagles? Sorry, OC, but they're so good right now. By the way, Giants undefeated too. Devontae Smith helped the Eagles remain one of the last undefeated teams in the NFL. We're going to talk about them next, live from London. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Stacey Dales oh, is yeah. with us as well all week long, but unfortunately we have assigned Stacey to the trench coat group and she is out <laughs> in the elements. Stacey, you're <laughs> where the Saints are. They have just arrived. Fill us in on what's happening where you are. Well, I'm, I'm standing in front of Jamie, and good morning, everybody. A stunning London plane tree, if you can see it behind me. Uh, undisclosed location. I am with the Saints. They are arriving literally. After a significant delay, you guys, last night, leaving Charlotte, of course, and that loss yesterday against the Carolina Panthers. But they are here about three to four hours late. Alas, we will hear from Dennis Allen, the head coach, at about four local time. If that doesn't change, uh, running back Mark Ingram, Demario Davis, the linebacker, and throughout the course of the week, I mean, they'll hit the practice field on Wednesday and certainly look to reclaim themselves after a, a really tough loss yesterday and hearing from Dennis Allen after that game just too many penalties turnovers continue to be a problem with this football team and starting slow so they got to start fast they have to figure it out it, it's somewhat of a gut check week I would tell you I, I listened to several players after the game I always love as you guys do listening to Cam Jordan from that defensive line and such a, an important leader for this group and he said interesting this is a time we have a chance to capture a moment that has been given to us. Leaders on both sides of the football, this is an accountability week for the New Orleans Saints as they uh, head into week four here in London to face a Vikings team that looked pretty good down the stretch yesterday. They did, and it was a really clutch win for them. So, Stacey, the Saints just arrived. Meanwhile, the Vikings are on a completely different schedule. We're all so excited for Kirk Cousins to be unleashed on the United Kingdom and go international. Stacey, what is the Vikings' plan? <laughs> Well, the international community knows Kirk Cousins well, Kyle. You know, you know back to 2016, right? He still has the single game record for pass yards in a game. 458 he had back with the then Washington football team in 2016. And so he knows this place well, but obviously made some big plays down the stretch yesterday. And of course, remember that K.J. Osborne catch to seal the deal as they face the Detroit Lions. So their plan is much different trajectory than these Saints. They will head to the airport in Minnesota on Thursday. They will land here on Friday morning. And uh, I, I appreciated the locals asking Kirk Cousins about returning to 
London. He said it's one of those trips where you land on Friday morning and you're a zombie. You go to practice, but you've got to lock in. You've got to dial into red zone. You've got to dial into the game plan. You still start to really settle in, you guys, he said on Saturdays. So just, you know, again, to give our viewers an understanding, the Saints are here today. And people might wonder why the Vikings would come in so late. Every team has a different approach. And every team has gone through studiously how they have had success and those who have been here before have had success. So for the Vikings, getting here Friday, Kirk said we'll settle in Saturday. And then it's a regular football game here as they try to build momentum. Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach, you guys said essentially last night, what a resilient win to overcome adversity as they continue to change and rebuild the culture with these Vikings. Absolutely. Resiliency, something I'm sure the Saints would like to adopt in in a game here on Sunday against the Vikings. Stacey Dales, thank you. We're going to check in. Stay warm. Go hang out with your London plane tree, I think is what you called it. (laughs) Great. You're you're an expert on so many fronts. That's right. London plane. Let's take a look at the international games that are upcoming this season. This Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network, it kicks everything off. Vikings Saints, a great one. Packers Giants the week after that. It's a cool back-to-back Sunday experience here in London. Uh, later in the month, the Jaguars, who are a regular visitor here, hosts the Denver Broncos. And then the first game ever played in Germany goes down in Munich. Tom Brady, who is an international well-known figure. It's He's the guy that you meet anybody. I know Tom Brady. Yeah. Like That's what they say to you. Yeah. And then Mexico City, a game that's been played before. But the five, 15 years of international games, and there are the five you're looking at this season. OC, you more than anybody know the impact and how the game has grown in the United Kingdom in particular. Walk us through what that's like here. Tom Brady and Odell Beckham Jr. Yes! Those, yes. Are, the, those are the only two those that, guys. yeah, those are two guys that are known all over the world. But I think, what, quite frankly, what has happened out here has been nothing short of amazing. I was here for the very first game. It was more of an oddity. It was more of a spectacle, right? Mm-hmm. But now what you see is fans have actual teams who they support. I mean, the growth year in and year out, ever since I've been out here, has been nothing short of amazing. Mm. I mean, every single year. If the NFL played eight games here in London, they would all be sold out. Mm. It has been a fantastic level of growth for the NFL out here. It's fun to watch. You know, Good Morning Football was here four years ago, and you could tell the difference already. There were a lot of Jaguars fans, and they were the de facto team, and you'd see them in the pubs. But we went to a pub yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was like going to a pub in the United States. There were Saints fans. There were Rams fans. It wasn't just this one fan base, and they know the game. You can tell because they're watching Red Zone, and they know all the nuances. That We are past this phase of, this is our game. They know the game. Yeah. I think they know the game better than a lot of us, and you've seen that, O.C., right? No question about that. The game does not belong to America right. anymore. It is now a global game. It is in the United Kingdom. It is in Germany. It's in Mexico. It is in Africa. It is yes. all over the place, and everybody's tuning in because the game deserves that. Yeah, it's funny. We were in the, in the pubs yesterday and we met a young man our first day here and we asked him do you know anybody in the game the only two players he named was Tom Brady and Odell Beckham Mm -hmm. you've been doing this for years now coming over growing the game internationally what has been the biggest thing you've learned throughout the process of doing so since you retired well I would like to say like how in tune the people are because at first when I came out here there was no TV shows there was nothing right so if you -hmm. you were to be a fan of the NFL like you actually had to really like study you had Mm -hmm. to do so many different things to actually be able to do things. But now they have Sky, they have Red Zone, they have all these different things out here for people to be able to watch the game. So the growth of the game in terms of people consuming it has just been exponential. It's cool. When the games were first played here at the stadiums, you can speak to this, they used to tell fans when 
to cheer because they didn't know the momentum and the minutiae of the game, and now they've done away with that. But it used to be like, now would be the time to right. be, yeah, it's like so cool. And like, we know now how the game wow. goes. Now yeah. Broncos fans do that in their home games. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah really no, it's incredible. come full circle. Well, now they all know if they see Lamar Jackson on the field, you should start cheering. Cheering. Rah, rah. He's cheering. probably going to do something special. Yeah. So let's see what he did versus the New England Patriots. Lamar Jackson has been wonderful to watch. They win 37 to 26. All right, a couple of former Patriots coaches faced each other. Like, you going to wear the hoodie? You going to wear the hoodie? No, neither of us are going to wear the hoodie. We're a lot more fashionable than Bill Belichick. Let's go all the way to the fourth quarter. Raiders are down. Titans yes. going to win at 24-22. All right, so this is supposed to be the, the Carson Wentz nice, fun uh, revenge game. I think the Eagles took offense to that. It's kind of like uh, the U.S. colonies taking offense to having their imports and exports limited by the crown. It was called the Navigation Act, guys. We will not stand, and neither will the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And this was a terrible day for Carson Wentz and the commanders. They were sacked. Nine times. OC had a sack and a half in the game. He wasn't even playing. It's incredible. They credit him with a sack and a half. Uh, A.J. Brown had a touchdown. The Eagles did what the Eagles do this year, which is just blow the doors off people, including in their house. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the cradle of democracy in the United States. God bless them. Miami was victorious, 21-19 to in a thriller. And we're going to go to the Dolphins' locker room to see what the reaction was after that huge division win. Why we don't worry about anything. We've had so many lessons these two, three weeks. But like, who's gonna win it for us? Everybody. Everyone's getting the game ball for this oh. We are 3-0, which was not the goals that we set out, but it's all we can control right now. Okay, so let's get back to work tomorrow, but enjoy it tonight. This was a special one, fellas. They all said you couldn't, and you did. Miami comes up with a huge win against the Bills. They remain undefeated along with the Eagles and the Giants. Are the Dolphins the most complete team in the NFL right now? Most complete? I'm not going to go there yet, but they're finding ways to win. Mike McDaniel said it. Who's going to step up? Who's going to make the play? And they did that. And that's what they were yesterday. No matter how hot it was, no matter which way the game went, they continued to come up and make the play. This team truly believes in themselves. They have a new coach there. It's kind of a new beginning for them. And they believe in one another. And you can see that on the field. And you can see that in the passion after Cameron Wolf talked to Javon Holland, and he was still fired up after the game as he talked about the win. Let's take a listen to Javon Holland and what he had to say. Back against the wall, all you can do is fight. All you can do is fight. That's all we did, man. Back against the wall, that's all we do is fight, man. Don't ever count us out. Ever. We always in a fight. It ain't over to the fat lady sings. That's what it is. That's our spirit, man. We fighters. We don't back down, and we, we, come, we bounce back. We don't never break. We bend when we never break. That's what it is. It's not over until the fat lady sings, <laughs> said by Javon Holland, a gritty team finding ways to win. It hasn't always been pretty, though. London has been incredibly hospitable to us, right? Just very welcoming. The Miami Dolphins not hospitable at all. And I don't know if they're the most complete team. I don't think they are. But a huge part of the reason they won yesterday was, I think, their home field. And mm -hmm. I think their home conditions. The fact is, if you're watching that game, the Bills were gassed at the end of it. And these are just Spencer Brown, their right tackle, had to leave the game with something called heat illness. Stephon Diggs left the game cramping up. Gabe Davis was gassed at the end. Josh Allen threw over 60 passes. And I don't think me saying this takes away from the Dolphins' win. 
win. Mm -hmm. That is part of your home organization. That is part of your home field. Just like the Bills will say, come play in Buffalo in January. It's very difficult. Go play in Miami in September or October. It's a different deal. You guys have both been there. You were a Miami Dolphin. I think in the fourth quarter, I think the Bills were really gassed, and I think mentally they started to come unhinged a little bit, and Miami was settled. It'll be a big game in Buffalo, because I think they play them in December, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of actually perfect. Mm -hmm. But for now, there's a million reasons you could say as a Bills fan, yeah, but, 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 you didn't make enough plays. The Dolphins are 3-0, and 3-0 is 3-0. And he had plenty of opportunity to 40 minutes. The Bills offense had the ball. It's incredible defensive attentiveness by the Dolphins. Complete team, to me, means powerful, talented, unstoppable. That's not the Dolphins yet. They have all the tools, but no one expected the Dolphins to be in this situation. The doubt that was raining down on Tua was still checking in at about August 15th this season. I mean, he had not done anything to show anybody to think otherwise of his performance in the NFL. I don't know what it took. Some could say, oh, it's the arrival of Tyree Kill. He had 33 yards in this game. Is it just his presence that is making everybody more comfortable? Is it Mike McDaniel? We'll never know. All we know at this point is that they're 3-0. Not the most powerful, but that win is very statement-like for me. Mm, very, very good football team, the Miami Dolphins. Are they the most complete team? I wouldn't say so. I would say they do have a very, very high level of intestinal fortitude is what mm. I like. <laughs> That's what I like to call it. Right. But are they the most complete team? That will have to go to the Philadelphia. Oh, it's, it's, you it's can okay. do it. You can the do Philadel- it. We're Mr. New York Giants. Yeah. Say it. Say it. You want us to help you? you help me the Eagles. The oh, Eagles. Fly, yeah. Eagles, fly. Oh, fly. Yeah. I was worried about you for a second the there. the most complete football team. <laughs> Offensively, we all seen what Jalen Hurts can do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. defensively, they are flat out getting after the quarterback. This is a magnificent football team. You have to say the Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm worried about your intestinal fortitude right now. Yeah, there it is. They are the most complete team in football. Wow. I mean, you really had to go out on a limb for yourself to say that about them. I really did. I really did. Congratulations. That's why you are a three-time. Never leave. That's why you're a (laughs) three-time presenter of the year. Unbiased. It It might hurt, but it's unbiased. It's fantastic. That guy's incredible. I know, right? He's got a spiderweb shirt on. He looks great. No, it's great. Uh, Coming up on Good Morning Football, Brady and the Bucks could not beat the clock last night. And the clock almost beat them a couple Mm -hmm. times at the end. We're going to break down the battle of the goats or the boats or whatever you want to call them. Goat versus boat. We're going to break down their post-game handshake. That's what we do here. Plus, we're just getting started in London, England. Fish and chips, pints, Sony pints. We'll have more sights, sounds, and football after the break. We're on fire. Love it here. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. to Packers win. Let's see what Brady had to say after the game, after the tough loss. Take it away, Brady. Yeah, I just looked up and we had just a bad execution. It's really what it is. Nothing more. Did you try to check the run at that point? Yeah, it's just, there's a lot to it. So, bad execution on offense at a time where we needed good execution and we didn't get it. And there was a lot of other times we had a lot of other bad execution. And I think the reality is when you do that, you don't have the opportunity to score points. 
For anyone who missed Tom Brady arriving at the stadium yesterday, that white long sleeve shirt he's wearing that says Forever Young, on the back there's a picture of Tom Brady when he was like 10 years old. It's a fantastic mm. move. Awesome shirt. It's a fantastic move by the GOAT. Yeah, it's just great. <laughs> like the cheeks and everything. That to me was the most epic thing that I saw from either of those quarterbacks in that game because, wow, it wasn't a high scoring one. It didn't really come down to the wire. Drives were not going up and down the field. How do we make a, what this, this game ended? What it, like, it just had a weird, we wanted it to be something that it wasn't. There was three touchdowns in the entire game. We were like, this epic quarterback battle, Brady and Rodgers, the play of the game, play of the game yeah. was, after he scores the last touchdown, was a delay of game. Yeah. This was not an epic battle. It was good defense on good defense, but the Packers defense was better, and that's why they came away with the win. No question about that. I think everybody wanted to see the epic battle, like you said, of mm -hmm. these two quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks in the history of football. You know who showed up? Mm. The defense. Mm. And these two defenses were flat out outstanding. You talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Todd Broke, blitzing, coming with pressure all over the place, did not allow Green Bay to get going after those opening drives. And then you look at what Green Bay was able to do, shutting down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even if they had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, yeah. all those players, the Green Bay Packers were still going to go out there and dominate because defensively they are an outstanding football team. Mm -hmm. yeah. Frankly, I'm glad you two are here because two Super Bowl champions on the defensive side of the ball, these highlights are made for you because this is not, That's if we, it was a beauty defensively for a lot of games. This was not some epic, historically defining quarterback battle, which we all were clamoring for between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And I'm so appreciative of Aaron Rodgers because after the game, he had this great conversation with Tom Rinaldi mm -hmm. um, where he really, I felt like set the stage for this close friendship and the connection that these two quarterbacks have after a game like this. Well, it's special. You know, I've, I've been really fortunate to play in a great era of quarterbacks. Some absolute legends in the all-time pantheon of NFL quarterbacks. And just feel really blessed to still be here, still be playing. Can't believe Tommy's 45 and still doing it at a super high level uh, with not a lot of guys to throw to tonight. But it's a big win for us. It's going to be a great plane ride home. Aaron's hair is also how I looked like coming off the red eye. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Coming out of the hat. Uh, no, but he was specifically asked by Tom Rinaldi about Tom Brady, and it took him a good 11 and a half seconds before he even referenced Tommy and the fact that he's still playing at the age of 45. These two don't seem like they like each other. And this game, we wanted it to be something, as I said before, that it was not. Um, we are in a great, a blessed era of quarterbacks. And these two are at the end, and we have fantastic ones that are up and coming. So really, the people that are blessed are the fans. They, are, they really are. And I also think, Jamie, I like where you're going with the relationship between Roger, and you know that I love that. But I think we'd be remiss to not take a quick second. Brady's very popular here in the mm. UK, and they love him. Mm -hmm. And he's a massive star, and he's our greatest champion. And yet, O.C., how does it feel to be responsible for a couple of the worst moments of his life? <laughs> feels Talk awful. about it. It feels great. i got to be honest with you. Now, you know what I found really interesting? Go on. Is that ever since Tom Brady left New England, uh -huh. I kind of like him a lot more. Mm. You know? And how come? I, like, I, don't, I don't really know what it is. Mm -hmm. When he was in New England, he was very... I think it's not just me. Oh, I think yeah. a lot of people, as soon as he left New England, his likability went through the roof. Mm. But in reference to your question, it is one of the greatest moments of my life to have knocked that guy off his perch. Undefeated football team, we took yeah. them down, Kyle. It's absolutely incredible, and we respect you for it. And yep. so do the British people. I'll just yeah. speak on behalf of them. Mm -hmm. Now, as for where Jamie was going, look, great respect between Brady and Rodgers. They ain't friends. No. They, they're never going to be friends, and we know this. And it's not subtle. And that soundbite was not subtle. So now, since we have another chapter in the rivalry, let's 
let's take a look back, shall we, at all the post-game handshakes between these two, and let's just break them down. This is all the way back in 2014. Brady lost. Yeah, Brady is out of there. Quick pat, and he gone. Runs the fastest 40 you ever have away from him. Now Brady starts winning. Come here, hugs. Bring it in. Rogers is giving him that pat, like, let go of me. I'm pissed off. No, 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 wait. Come here. Another thing. All right, so that's Brady. When finally gets that. Now, this is a Brady blowout win, and Rogers is just like, it wasn't our day today. He's got some gallows humor. He's laughing. Now, remember, then they met in the playoffs the same year. Rogers taking off the field for the field goal, and now Rogers is just ashing. Quick hug. Good job. Good job. All those pats. And then we get to this one. Rogers wins. And Brady's hitting him with the quick, keep in touch, keep in touch. And Rogers is saying, touch this L, Brady. That's what I want you to touch, okay? Don't tell me to keep in touch. I'll let you know when we, I won this game. I've had to wait a decade plus for this. Touch this L. I'm sorry, but that's the way it goes. They got, those are, they are not best friends. They are two great quarterbacks, but I like that they're not best yeah. friends. And it's palpable. Mm -hmm. We love it. Week three was a wild one. There were a few moments that had us jumping off the SETI. Put the hood up and go up the SETI. That would be sofa over here. Am I saying SETI. it right? SETI. SETI. OC, I got it? Yep, you got it. SETI. We're going to give us our picks next for what took us off the SETI. Off the SETI. Off the SETI. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.